Section 10 of The Age of the Condottieri by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 5 Cosimo de Medici, Paul II, Part 1. The affairs of Florence now claim our attention. After the return of Cosimo de' Medici in 1434, his great object was to confirm his relations both at home and abroad, and to establish them in the fullest security. He found a favorable field ready for him in Florence, as his party had prepared the way for him. The heads of the hostile factions had been banished, and many of their supporters had been executed. It was easy for Cosimo to claim the credit that during his term of office he had exiled no one and done no one any harm. This was not so much from any inherent gentleness of character or from any especial dislike for violence or bloodshed, but from calculated cunning. He knew how to allow others to give the laws a character which secured his own position without taking harsh measures himself. The two principal instruments he employed for this purpose were Puccio Pucci and Luca Pitti. The family of Pitti had been established in Florence for about a hundred and fifty years, and was destined to make way by its fall for the rising greatness of the Medici. Cosimo had also friends of a different character. Among these was Neri Caponi, who played the part of moderator to his party. Another important friend was Agnolo Acciacciuli, one of a family which reached its highest point of distinction under the Angevin sovereigns of Naples. Agnolo's ancestors had been dukes of Athens and of Corinth. The object of his political activity was to favor the rise of his party in Florence, but to oppose himself to the rise of a single family or a single individual. He was therefore not in complete agreement with Cosimo, but was notwithstanding one of the most brilliant and distinguished members of the Medician party. Another of the same family was Donato Acciacciuli, who was only six years old at the return of the Medici, but who played in early life an important part in state affairs. Other most active supporters of the Medici were the Gigni, who had persistently maintained their devotion to the Guelph cause, the Pandolfini, for whom in later times the painter Raffaele Sanzo dedicated a magnificent palace, and the Giugiardini, one branch of which left the party of the Albizzi, to which they had been before devoted, and joined the Medici. From them sprung a few generations later the famous historian Giugiardini. The strength of these families, although they supported Cosimo on the one hand, made his position more difficult on the other, he was obliged to keep himself in the background. The first measure of Cosimo was to fill all the offices with his own adherents. He also took a singular method of excluding the grandi from power. He procured the abrogation of the laws which afflicted them with civil disabilities and made them eligible to all offices. The consequence of this was that they were not elected to any office and were excluded from those offices which had before been specially reserved for them. He raised men to power who were of no consequence or position, and showed the most bitter harshness to his political enemies. Palastrozzi was banished and compelled to die in exile. 
while his relations the bardi were reduced to absolute poverty rinaldo degli albizzi was exiled first to jesi in the neighbourhood of ancona then to naples then to trani on the coast of apulia having no hope of returning to their country except by force these exiles joined filippo maria visconti in his attack upon florence but their plans were shattered by the battle of anghiari in fourteen forty they were declared infamous and their portraits were painted hanging with signs of infamy on the walls of the bargello the palace of the podesta if such was the severity of cosimo toward his enemies he was not the less anxious that none of his supporters should become too powerful it is suspected that in fourteen forty one he caused the death of baldaccio d'anghiari a distinguished condottiere leader in order to weaken the influence of neri caponi who was a great friend of this soldier in fourteen forty four cosimo being gonfaloniere della giustizia for the third time in the months of september and october established a new reform proposed by his friends called the balia of the eight citizens with the object of keeping all offices in the hands of the medici party this lasted till fourteen fifty five when cosimo thinking that his power was now sufficiently confirmed re-established the election of magistrates by lot under this new system which lasted till fourteen fifty eight his power continued really unimpaired because the bags from which the lots were drawn only contained the names of his own adherents in fourteen fifty eight a revision of the method of rating property was proposed as the existing rate had not been altered for five-and-twenty years although during this interval the wealth of florence had very largely increased this was naturally resisted by the rich and they had recourse to cosimo to prevent it cosimo did not put himself forward but he allowed pitti who was made gonfaloniere for the purpose to take the burden and the odium of opposing the measure this caused an uproar the great bell of the palazzo vecchio was sounded the people thronged into the piazza della signoria a balia was formed like that of fourteen forty four and all the citizens who had opposed the change were tortured or put in prison in april fourteen fifty nine pope pius the second came to florence on his way to mantua where as we have seen he had summoned an assemblage of the princes of christendom to determine upon a commencement of operations against the turks young galeazzo maria eldest son of francesco sforza was there at the same time and it is recorded that a giraffe then a very uncommon animal was exhibited for his amusement whilst the pope was at florence a very celebrated man died there the archbishop of the town antonio generally called antonino partly out of affection and partly from his short stature he lived the simplest life had no property and spent his time in doing good and in writing works of morality and devotion sant'antonino now shares with the virgin and st mark the honour of protecting the city of florence in fourteen fifty nine changes again took place in the government with regard to the election of magistrates which proved a new victory for the medician party cosimo died at the age of seventy-five 
worn out by long infirmities at his villa of Careggi near florence on august first fourteen sixty four a few months before he had buried the younger of his two sons giuliano and an infant son of giuliano's as well there only remained to him his elder son piero who had two sons lorenzo afterwards known as the magnificent and giuliano one fifteen the other eleven years of age cosimo had been accustomed to depend on giuliano rather than on piero because piero had bad health and had long been a martyr to the gout weighed down by these losses he exclaimed as he was carried into his vast and desolate palace that it was too large a house for such a family lorenzo the younger brother of cosimo had died in fourteen forty his descendants lived in comparative obscurity so long as the elder line lasted but when this died out in fifteen thirty seven with alessandro a mulatto the bastard son of pope clement the seventh cosimo the head of the younger branch succeeded and became the first grand duke of tuscany in fifteen sixty nine cosimo wished his funeral to be simple but he was too distinguished a man not to be the object of a national mourning he received the title of pater patriae the father of his country which is inscribed upon his tomb in the church of san lorenzo at florence he was the great banker of europe the name of the casa medici had much of the same reputation in europe as the name of rothschild has in our own day he lent a large sum of money to our own king edward the fourth but no one ever made a more noble use of his wealth he performed material services to the most distinguished men of his age it was in recognition of this that pope nicholas v made him the banker of the holy see and in the year of the jubilee fourteen fifty cosimo held on account of the pope more than one hundred thousand ducats he paid great attention to agriculture but the magnificence of his taste showed itself principally in buildings his great palace at florence in the via larga still exists besides this he built numerous villas at careggi at fiesole at trebio and at Cafagivolo. he constructed a library at venice and restored an italian college at pavia the branch of the medici bank at milan directed by one of the portinari was famed as one of the most elegant and sumptuous palaces in the town he built or enlarged numerous churches and convents notably the basilica of san lorenzo and the church and convent of st mark at florence the abbey and convent of san domenico at fiesole and a convent for franciscans on the hills near his villa even at jerusalem he established a hospital for poor pilgrims he said i know not the humours of this city before fifty years we shall all be exiled but these buildings will remain cosimo was a contemporary of many florentines whose names are familiar to all who know anything of art brunelleschi who reared into the air the marvellous dome of the cathedral of florence a dome higher and more imposing than that of michelangelo at rome donatello the sculptor whose statues have every attribute of life except those of speech and motion luca della robbia who after carving one exquisite frieze of dancing singing and playing children devoted himself for the rest of his life to modelling saints and virgins in coloured pottery ghiberti who spent the whole of a long life in making two pairs of gates for the baptistry at florence 
of which the second pair are a wonder of the world and are worthy as michelangelo said to be the gates of paradise cosimo stood in the midst of these learned men who received the new learning as it came like a fugitive from the east and distributed its riches through the rest of europe in the convent of st mark he founded the first public library open to the use of all students he opened another at the abbey of fiesole the manuscripts in his own private collection formed the foundation of the great laurentian library so famous throughout the world it is scarcely too much to say that if this library did not exist we should be without the best authorities for the text of aeschylus sophocles apollonius rhodius thucydides herodotus and virgil his secretary records that his master finished the copying of two hundred volumes in twenty-two months his treasure chambers were full of carved gems vases coins and jewels he received the learned greeks who fled from the advancing turk argyropoulos chrysoloras and others he raised the great scholar marsilio ficino from the position of a poor and humble youth and gave him a house in the town and a little villa at Careggi. lorenzo has left on record that between the years fourteen thirty four and fourteen sixty one cosimo spent six hundred and sixty three thousand seven hundred and five florins equal to as many pounds of our money in alms and buildings and public gardens and he adds that he thought the money had been well invested and that he was quite content such is the man of whom machiavelli says that he surpassed all others of his age not only in authority and riches but also in liberality and prudence because amongst all the other qualities which made him the first man of his country he was above all other men liberal and magnificent End of section ten